When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are text bots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also my unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Okay, but we may not be able to, like, we'll we'll think of this as success once I have saved it. Well, you don't have to save it. There's nothing yeah. you need to save. You just need to hit stop recording at the end of it, and that's it. Then we're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to mess this up. I just feel I mean, like there's it. not, literally, this is, like, foolproof. The only way you could mess it up is if you didn't hit record. <laughs> It's flashing and it's recording. Yeah, so, so it should be go. good. I think yeah. so. I think. Okay, yeah. There you go. Okay. So if there's no episode at the end of it, I'll, you know, I will post a public apology. <laughs> I'll show my face on Instagram <laughs> post a public apology yeah. to this whole thing. I am exhausted and you must be like doubly exhausted. Yeah, I'm literally today. running on fumes. I don't even know. I don't know anything right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to talk about? Let's Jersey? Just, let's just, you know, I'd like to start with OC. Ah. Oh, yeah. That's a change up. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Mostly because I feel like as uh, as a Shannon, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. must feel so um, – so assured that you're not actually the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And I feel vindicated. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I am Shannon. Yeah. I'm going to move my arms around, chop, chop, chop. And I'm going to say... like a bear. Yeah, or a bear. <laughs> and say, look, I may be old. I may be set in my ways. I may not know how to record on <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> but the end of the day, I'm fun. I'm fun. Just get to know me, Gina. Just get to know me. Just know that I am very, I'm very generous. And all I need from you is to stop poking me and making yeah. fun of the fact that I, I may have only five core, four core friends. Okay. Because okay. at my age, you know, you know, Gina, this is where Gina is different. Gina's young. She thinks the more the number of people around you, the more friends, the better of a human being you must be because that's why they are all with you, that you have friends. What she doesn't understand is 
the better human you are, the stronger human you are, you make sure that you cut away everybody and everything that is not core to your being and you focus on your own health, mental health, and you keep around you people who are positive and who are essential for you to be a better person. You don't keep everybody in your friend circle. And I have to say, every decade that I've gone through, I have culled and left behind a lot of friends. Now I do have a very small core friends. I do not share my life with a whole bunch of people other than yeah. on the podcast, but that's that's different. That's very different, yeah. <laughs> I don't have, um, when, as soon as I saw core friends, I was like, I don't know who my core friends are. What I do know is I don't really have a core because my abs are lacking. That's um, the other reason you have core friends because your core needs to be put, you know, <laughs> held up. You need friends who will hold up your core as you grow older that you can rely on. That's not, that are not going to give up halfway through and walk away because they found a richer friend. Okay. <laughs> Shannon doesn't need core friends. All she has like eight pairs of Spanx. Okay, holding her up. Um, Those are the four core friends she was talking about. <laughs> it's the four Spanx in her drawer. That's what she's talking about. Yes. G- Gina, you know how there's like new money? Mm-hmm. Like people who get new money like to flaunt how much money they have. Gina is like is doing that with friendships. Because mm-hmm. she is like newly popular in OCA. Mm. You know, like I, yeah. I don't know if Gina really had friends when she joined Real Housewives of OC. It was always odd because in her first season, a lot of the, the scenes were her like on the phone with her parents from Long mm-hmm. Island. Right. <laughs> we didn't see <laughs> Gina's friends step up then. We no. didn't see Twat in the <laughs> first two years of Gina with bad hair in the casita. I didn't see Twat there. Where was Twat? Where was Todd? Where was Todd? Where was but, Todd? Like, Gina, Gina didn't have Gina no. does blame her demons. And I'm wondering if Gina counts her demons as part of her friend circle. <laughs> part of her core. Part of her core is the demons that she picks up along the way. The Tommy knockers. <laughs> Tommy knockers. Tommy knicker knockers. <laughs> Tommy knicker knockers. <laughs> That is such a deep cut into people who have been watching OC since season one. I'm naming this episode. Tommy Nickernock. Those were my gates. My gates that still show up on the show. Says Tommy Nickernockers. Tommy Nickernockers claims she's the OG, the real OG. I, I don't know if I like just haven't had a lot of sleep. That's the funniest thing. Just let me ever let said. me leave. I have quite a few of these from this episode. I know oh, one of the things that we should tell everyone. Yes, is the one that wrote notes. notes because yes. I've been in the brink of a mental breakdown this week. <laughs> so Arthi is recording. She took copious notes. But- Yes. I just finished watching these episodes like 20 minutes before we started recording. How does it feel to be Arthi for this episode? I It makes sense now why mm. you laugh so much at everything I say. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not actually that funny. I'm just, I'm just sleepy. <laughs> so like what? You are actually funny. I feel like you're just sleepy. And whatever I say just makes you laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> No. So so here are my notes. Okay. Oh, got it. Right. Gina mm-hmm. blames her demons. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I just had, uh, as I was like between Gina blaming her demons and talking to Emily, I suddenly had a, another thought float through my head. So I wrote that down too. This is why I don't take notes because I get random thoughts float through my head. I was like, by the way, do we know what's wrong with Jen's leg? We never got to that. I know <laughs> Jen, Dr. Jen's leg 
always keeps falling apart and she keeps peeking aside of the car, of the of the sprinter van she was oh, she's always shifting she's always saying can i sit on this side can i sit over there it's more comfortable and i think it has to do with her leg but we never got to what what's wrong with jen's leg we saw her crying on a treadmill in mexico mm-hmm. and yeah. we never followed up yes on her leg just Nothing. random things random threads that are hanging in my brain that never got completely tied up, like Mary Cosby's closet, and it just <laughs> pops up. Where did Alex go? Mary Cosby's closet. Jen's leg. Jen's leg. Okay. <laughs> then I wrote that Gina goes into the mine, and she tells the ghost that she does not give them permission to put up gather signs in her casita. <laughs> she doesn't want that. <laughs> what was that? They take no the best. She left good champagne. Good champagne. I'm like, I hope. What was his name? Jay. What was his name? The miner. Jay. I don't know. I hope he saw that and he went there and got it. It wasn't the cameraman who carried it back up. I don't know, but I feel like I hope the ghost had a good time because that was that was a good basket. I want to be a Tommy Tommy knocker so I can get that kind of basket. I know. Like, if I'm, I would love to be a demon that got all these kind of goodies. Right? <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the chefs back at the house are saying, we have never heard of this. We have never heard of this kind of offering. We no lived way. here all our lives. <laughs> no way. You know what I'm going to end up being? You know, yeah. the kind of like dump I'm going to end up inhabiting when I'm a demon? It's going to mm. be like the pile of rubble that is across the street from Teresa Judice's old house. Like, that's going to be. <laughs> Where I hang out, no yeah. one's bringing me any gifts. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's not happening. No. Well, while Gina and Emily are down the mine shaft again, and they're freezing their asses off, Noella is meeting with mineral voodoo lady slash earth medicine slash musician slash speaks in whispers. <laughs> <laughs> this woman Noelle? was... This woman was like all rock band screaming the previous night. Now yeah. she's talking like this. <laughs> we are going to connect with well, the earth. Well, you know what? Duality of people, Arthi. Yeah, like people yeah. can be more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. You can do a, be a bluegrass musician. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you also one of the caterers? Like, what <laughs> is happening? Like, what? <laughs> she's one of the Tommy knockers. She's moonlighting as the Tommy knocker. She got what it is. Yeah, You know, like, have you heard of, like, TikTok houses? No. What is that? So influencers, like, TikTok influencers. Yeah. There is, like, a thing. Uh, and I'm going to describe it very poorly because I'm an old person who also doesn't really quite understand it. But, like, a bunch of TikTokers will live yeah. in a house. Mm-hmm. And they're all these, like, big, like, million follower TikTokers mm-hmm. and influencers. And they call it, like, an influencer house or, like, a TikTok house. And they all just, like, record content for each other. They're always making content in the house. This is the thing that happens. And I feel like this house in Aspen is, like, a TikTok house. Where everybody ah. is like a jack of all trades. We got singers, we got, you know, yoga teachers, crystal people, mm-hmm. caterers, uh, exorcists. Like we have everything <clears throat> in one if place. If Broward really wanted to do something, they could do something with the house and its inhabitants. They could have a whole show based on them, like Below Deck. Like below, no, like um, remember that show that was called um, Apreski? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that could this Um, could work. Noella confused me because she woke up and she, you know, did her usual Facetime Mm -hmm. because nobody was talking to her, and she woke up mad at Heather, and I was like, but Gina was the one that was screaming at you the entire night before. See, I think that's because Noella recognizes drunk messiness and she's like familiar with it and she forgives it. That's so strange. Yeah, she's like, she, because she remember she was ready for Gina. She was like, yeah, Gina's drinking. She's going to yeah. lose it. She's going to say some shit. And Gina is going off and that's fine. And she was, she knew that what Gina was going through was dumb. That whole argument was dumb. So she didn't want to deal with it. But what Heather was saying somehow bothered her more. Heather was ignoring her. That's what bothers her. her. 
That's yeah, what bothers that's her. She really she wants engagement. Yeah. Noella mm-hmm. wants engagement, but even if it's mm-hmm. negative, she wants engagement. That's what she enjoys. Ignoring her is the worst thing you can do to Noella. That's true. That's true. Noella yeah. also says that she talks about how she's going. She tells the woman that her father died. Yeah. And then she tells us that she is getting through. She came here to mourn. She's getting through. She's digesting her emotions. And that she is there almost, like getting through her mourning. And she's almost there. She's almost done with her mourning. This is like the fastest mourning since her fastest divorce. Like, Noella goes through her emotions pretty fast. She gets through her emotions, gets through very fast. Like, people, when they lose their parent... Can I mean we can mourn forever, you know? And it's like, and I would be the same way. I mean, like this is something. Maybe because she didn't have a relationship with them, it was more of a mourning of not having had a relationship. Maybe that's what it was. That's why she got over it faster. But it was quite fast that she was like, "Okay, I'm getting through it. I'm done. I'm fine with it." Well, I think also. It's possible that she took a page out of or she took she learned her lesson about the way that she went on and on about her divorce Mm -hmm. where she was like, "Okay, these women don't care. I'm not even going to talk to them about it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, But also, I think what I realized about Noella that pisses me off is one, her ASMR voice. Mm -hmm. She talks like this in the confessional Mm -hmm. the whole time. Yeah. And it really bothers me because it feels extremely put on. She um, learned it from all these mineral mineral earth lady <laughs> voodoo people. She's just like there's just there's very little that is genuine about Noella and yeah. like my uh when we've been doing these like old episodes on the Patreon with my brother, um one thing that he pointed out which I think is like so true is I I don't care for and this is like also why I never cared for Gina. I don't care about a housewife who is like figuring it out mm. on camera. Right. The reason I like Heather Dubrow is because Heather Dubrow knows exactly who she is. Rarely do you ever have a housewife come on who is quote unquote figuring it out on yeah. figuring herself out on camera that is ever good or exciting. I feel like Shannon had to figure herself out on camera, which is a very mm-hmm. different experience. But like people like Kristen and that's, Takeman, why, and that's or, why people didn't like Shannon for a while. Yeah, people like Kristen Takeman or Gina or even like the thing that's bothering us about like Heather in um, Mm -hmm. Salt Lake City is like I don't care about this like journey to figure out the real me. Like if you're going to come on my TV screen, you need to be already sure of who you are. And what bothers me about Noella is to some degree she comes on so sure of who she is, but she also is presenting herself to be this like – fragile person who constantly needs like hand-holding and care and the journey and my experience and my feelings. Mm -hmm. And like, I would love to be on this feelings journey with you if I got to experience you for three seasons Mm -hmm. as a person on my TV. But you are brand new to me Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot that I care. And honestly, the same goes for Jen. Yeah, I don't care about Jen. I don't care yeah. about Dr. Jen. No, I just want to know what's wrong with her leg. And that's what's all. Wrong that's with your, the how's your only leg? thing Follow I care up. about Jen is I want to know what that issue is because I just want to know why she didn't make a big deal of it. Like, why didn't she use that as her storyline? Like, yeah. why didn't, what was it? Well, what is that she's going through that she's so painful, she's crying, but she will not talk about it. Like, I mean, hello, you're also like, Climbing up a million flights of stairs in Aspen where there's like, you know, the um, – what is it? The oxygen levels? I think yeah. I don't have oxygen in my brain right now. <laughs> the altitude. That Ah, oh, yes, the altitude. Yeah. So like, I don't know. There's just – that's the thing that really bothers me about mm. Noella is like you're mad at the wrong thing. You're, you're frustrated about not being seen. It's just – She's just such a right. – I don't want her off the show. I want her mm. on the show because I do enjoy watching her and Heather fight because it's so nonsensical. Right. Um, But, like, Noella just was, like, a background person. She might as well have been one of the caterers. Right. 
So then and perhaps have... she wanted to be because she was talking about her divorce to the sommelier. Sommelier. <laughs> she's like, are you really a sommelier? And she's like, I have Taco Bell. That's $15, $1,500. And Heather is so mortified that she would talk to Alfredo like that. Alfredos are meant to be called Alfredo. So Alfredo Alfonso, what is he called? I don't know what his name was. I just know that she was talking to this no, man about No, but that's her... That's her maitre d' from the other restaurant that she always keeps oh. as a <laughs> What was his name? Alfredo? The guy at, yeah, yeah, I don't know. The guy at Nobu. Yeah. yeah. They're all called Alfredos in her mind. She's like, how dare you talk to my Alfredo and tell him about your divorce? How dare you talk to Aspen Alfredo that way? Yes. Um, <laughs> I I get it, though, because that was really embarrassing. Like, you don't have fr- – you don't – you can't talk to your friends about this, so you have to talk about it. It's, you know what it is? It's like, did you hear about recently how um, – this is so stupid. I don't care about the Kardashians, but I do love Cara Berry and her podcast, mm-hmm. and she's always posting funny shit about the Kardashians. But apparently, Khloe Kardashian had photoshopped her daughter's picture on top of her sister's daughter's pictures. Like – Apparently, Kim's kid what? and Kylie's kid went to Disney World a couple of yeah. months ago. And this is when the um, when Kylie's baby daddy had that concert where like people died. Yeah. So they went to Disney World. They posted pictures, and they didn't want to show that Stormy, Kylie's daughter, was like at Disney World while people were like dying at a concert. Yeah. So instead, they photoshopped. Chloe's daughter's pictures on top of Stormy's. They could have just removed those pictures. like Or like not post them. Not posted them. Okay. So but then what happened is recently then Chloe did go to Disney World with her daughter True and said, oh, I was so excited to have True's first Disney World. Oh, here. shit. And people were like, wait a minute. Mm. How is she? Because wasn't she just there with like Saint yeah. or Chicago or whoever yeah. Kim's yeah. kids are? And um. She was like, oh, whoops, I fucked up. And it's like, this is so psychotic. And the reason I'm bringing that up is like, there is something to say about just like not sharing. Yeah. It's okay, Noella, that nobody wants to hear about your divorce that you've already talked a lot about. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to then find people and talk to them about it. You don't have to talk to this Aspen Alfredo about Mm -hmm. your divorce. And she keeps talking about the itemized list. The itemized list of things. You know, you know, she says, you know, you, you have know. to do that. You know, he's and like, so, I wanted the camera to pen back at him to know if he knew. He's like, Does what he know? are you talking Does he know? about? <laughs> no. It's just so sad. Yeah. So can we talk about Gina and Shannon? Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that Emily finally yes. nails it down and tells Gina, you, I'm giving you homework. And the homework yeah. is Shannon. Shannon as homework is a whole other theme in itself. I think <laughs> what kind of a homework right that would be. Yeah. But yeah, but she essentially tells Gina, and Gina agrees, that the reason why Gina is um, angry at Shannon is because Gina is being super friendly and sympathetic to Noella right out of the gate, while it took Gina and Emily so much to get on Shannon's good side. Yeah. So here's the the thing about Gina that I think I call bullshit on this. Okay. Mm. Gina says she doesn't want to be like infantilized by Shannon, right? Mm. Because she's frustrated that Shannon wants her to constantly feel indebted to her. Mm. She's like, oh, Shannon's always going to throw it in her, in your face, what she did for you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she doesn't want Shannon to be a nice person to Noella. So Mm. Gina doesn't want Shannon to constantly baby her and make her feel like she needs her. And at the same time, does not want Shannon to be that kind of a person to Noella. And that doesn't make any sense. So I call bullshit on Gina crying about Mm. like, oh, but like, I'm just frustrated because like, you called me arrogant. And like, Mm-hmm. that's what she's mad about. She's mad mm-hmm. about the fact that Shannon called her arrogant. That's the only thing she's mad about. She doesn't actually care about anything else. And then Shannon actually brings up a good point, which is like, why would you 
why would I like basically Shannon's trying to say, why would I be nice to you when you said to me to my face, how many friends do you even have? And when Shannon says, that's a horrible thing to say to it's it's somebody that you think is a you think is a good is a friend to you. And when she is your friend. Yes. And when Shannon says you're being arrogant and you need to like put a pin in your ego, she's -hmm. not talking about Gina's business. She's not talking about her boyfriend. She's talking about Gina's new friendship with Heather Dubrow. Yeah. It's her big head that she needs to put a pin in and punch her that big balloon that has grown on top of her head. But the balloon is inflated by her friendship with Heather. It has nothing to do with her businesses and her independence and her financial situation. It has to do with her friendship with Heather. And that is what Shannon is trying to bring up because as soon as Gina got Heather's friendship, she went up to Shannon and she was like, you don't even have any friends. And then Gina's, even her explanation of that is, well, Shannon, you said to me that you don't have any friends. Okay, if Shannon said hey, I feel fat. And then Gina said, you're fat. And Shannon said, hey, that's a fucked up thing for you to say, to say that I'm fat. Gina would say, well, you say you're fat all the time. That's like the equivalent of what Gina's saying. Yeah, exactly. And then her proof that she tries to keep up with Shannon is she sent two text messages over four years. She said, this is what she said. She said, I tried with Shannon more than anybody. I texted Shannon Two times. I'm like, so everybody else got a single text and Shannon got two? Is that yeah. what you're saying, Gina? Yeah. Like, is that yeah. what a good friend does? You know what Shannon's core for? Probably texted her 20 times each. Okay? 100%. That's what it is. And the fact that you ask Shannon, you're saying, oh, you're saying core four, core five. And then when Shannon says, yes, I said that because I have lost you. I feel like I lost you as a friend, as a core friend. Yeah. Because I'm no longer, since you've been with Travis. And she doesn't, Shannon doesn't bring up Heather. She says, like, before Travis, I was there for you when you were going through stuff. But once you become, you've been with Travis and everything, you have moved away from me. And so that's why I am saying I have a core four. The minute she said, the, uh, like 10 seconds before that, Gina is saying, what do you think that makes me feel? Don't you think it makes me feel hurt? But the minute Shannon explains to her why, Gina goes back to mocking her. Oh, I don't know what it is, core two, core three, whatever it is. She's like yeah. immediately mocking yes. that. And that's why Shannon gets irritated with it. This is like, you are not a true friend. Why would Shannon be there for you this is just bizarre i mean gina if she, you had brought a basket of champagne and candy not not even for the real shannon but for the bear shannon that you went and talked to that the editors put <laughs> put shannon's face on that would have been a bigger gesture honestly you know what you Treat. did nothing you haven't yet apologized to shannon even in the store, she's not apologizing to Shannon. No. She's just like, I need to talk to you. I have to tell you that it's all because of you. I lost yeah. control over and I had I said some dumb shit to Noella because of you, Shannon. And Shannon's like, what have I done? I've done nothing. No, Gina has absolutely zero reason to be mad at Shannon. She has zero reason to be mad at Shannon. And I know, like, based on the shitty little reunion trailer, it looks like they're going to try to be like, well, Shannon set us up with this Nicole Wise stuff. And Shannon Mm -hmm. set us up by giving us this information. Yeah. And, again, this is like LVP, which is – this is how I felt about people coming after LVP. If you – if somebody tells you to do something and then you do it, it's still on you – for doing the thing if you are a grown adult. Like, Mm -hmm. it's on you that you brought this stuff up, Gina. Mm -hmm. It's on you. Whether or not Shannon brought it up to be joking, whatever, what her intentions were, if you took the bait, it's on you for taking the bait. Right. On on like television. This is how this works. So I just, I don't think Gina has a reason to fight with Shannon. And I think Gina realized she looks like an asshole. She tried to do this dumbass demon thing. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to blame a demon. Okay, it's not a demon. Okay, I'm going to blame Shannon. It's not Shannon. It's not a demon. You're an asshole. Shannon was so good in the store. She walked in. She dealt with Gina. I was mad on behalf of Shannon. She came in in such good spirit. She had just said, roared at the 
you know, bear. She walked in. She was in such good spirits. And then Gina monopolized Shannon so much that Shannon didn't even get to shop. I mean, there was Jen breaking half the things in the store. Yeah. And, you know, Heather was trying to be Rocket Jessen. She was trying to be bon jo John Bon Jovi with the leather jacket. Yeah. And then they all bought stuff and they were like, oh, we are going to buy more. So they don't notice that there's like they are fighting yeah. here. But it yeah. wasn't really fighting. No. Shannon was perfectly fine. She even gave a hug to Gina. I would not have hugged Gina. I would have been like, you're full of bullshit. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I would have walked away. Shannon was actually nice to Gina, gave her a hug, made up, all of that. She didn't get to shop. And that was the beginning of everything that went wrong with Shannon. Yeah, this episode was full of Shannon, like comedic things happening to Shannon. Yeah, she didn't get to shop. She got stung by a hornet. Yeah, her shoe exploded. Her shoe exploded. You know what? I think the Tommy knocker. What had happened? I think I feel like Gina left a note in there. Was like, listen, mm -hmm. get out of me. But I know a great place for you to go to. Mm -hmm. Her name is Shannon Storms Bedore. <laughs> She's me in about 20 years. Yeah. Go over there. And I think that's yeah. what happened. That that yeah. that's the only reason I could explain the this string of bad luck on Shannon. Yeah. I was laughing my ass off. This I know this episode everybody said, "Oh, what was that episode?" But this was a Shannon heavy episode. Shannon was vindicated. Shannon said, "I'm not a pusher. I'm not a punching bag." I was cheering for her. Her shoe explorer, which is something that would happen to me because I don't know. How does even shoe even explode? I don't know. Yeah. And then they all went to the restaurant and they showed them all dancing on the on the tables. And I saw clips of that where Emily throws something in Shannon's face. Shannon is like all open mouth laughing. And Emily threw something like, I don't know if it was water or what. And Shannon just goes like that. Like her eye, it goes into her eyes. It's all over her face. I don't know what Emily threw. But she threw it right above her head. And it went straight into Shannon's face. Like Shannon was abused this episode. And she still came out with a nice rock band in the end. Yeah. She made perfect ribs. She, she had a lovely party. She cooked all day, like she always tells Gina. Like when she throws a party, she doesn't have Nobu coming in catering. She's yeah. literally doing the cooking herself. She's like, where's my salt? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What did you think about... First of all, this episode had a lot of iPhone fit footage, which was yes. confusing me. It was like... I think it was like... They should have ended the... They should have ended with the party in Aspen. Yeah. And for some reason, they brought it back into OC and then they did this band. And it felt like I had a, I got the feeling that Bravo is realizing that all these housewives are going and doing their own stuff, like Luannis and, yeah. you know, everybody's doing their own stuff and they're monetizing it and that Bravo should be monetizing it as well. Mm -hmm. So they are putting the, making the housewives do stuff that they can then put on, sell, and monetize. What did you think of the song? I don't I hate it. I thought it was a bop. I, huh? I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. I thought it had, a, it had a good bop to it. I was like, at one point, I was like, are they singing this? Okay, I'm not going to lie. My Who favorite would, voice out of the, yeah. like, obviously, Heather is a singer, right? So she's yeah. like been on Broadway or whatever. Yeah. She's She mm -hmm. was probably the quote unquote best mm -hmm. singer but the voice that surprised me was yeah. actually shannon's voice she yes. sounded to me like shirley manson from garbage if you go like i rewound yeah. it and i listened to her voice again she had that sort of like nasally deep like she's shirley nasally manson but feeling. she's like low and deep yes and it's calming it's almost like a soothing calming like carly wilson kind of like a really soft yes. voice that she she could actually sing i bet shannon can sing i didn't she say that she was part of a rock band growing up that's what she was trying to say to them that she was part of something before oc thunder is what she called it 
Oh, okay. The, I don't know. They I had a rock band, like when she was younger, maybe okay. in school or high school or maybe something, she had a rock band and the, she was introducing her friends and they were, at one point she had mentioned, and this is like, I remembered something from way back when, when Shannon first came in, uh, on the scene. I remember her telling us when she was talking about her daughters that when she was younger, she was part of a band. Oh. And I remember that. So I think yeah. she was part of like some homegrown backyard band or something like that. Yeah. So I, I think she has talent there. I'm That's why she's so comfortable doing that. That's why she picked up that theme. She yeah. was comfortable doing it. She wasn't uncomfortable. She wasn't stressing about it. Yeah. I'm happy. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and, and that was it. I mean, yeah. And then Emily had her little photo session. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. With all the rings. Shane, my favorite. <laughs> I'm telling you, Shane is Fahad. And I know no. people are going to be hearing that. Because no. my husband's an actual nice person. But it's true. He's sarcastic? No, I don't think so. Yes, he is. Not in front of others. Shane does that in front of others, which is what makes it uncomfortable. I haven't seen, at least, well, the one time I met Fahad, he wasn't, he wasn't like that. He was so nice. Okay. Well, there's a few people here who have listened to my husband on my other podcast that I had, the Bollywood mm-hmm. podcast, and they will confirm that my husband is very sarcastic mm. with me, but in a okay. loving way. He's oh, not a okay. dick. Okay. Shane, I know, can be a dick. Shane yeah. is like, you know, going to talk about He like, takes it too far sometimes yeah, because he, he doesn't know when far. to stop. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, yeah. it was fine. I Like, Dr. Jen made a speech at the end and I was like, bitch, nobody remembers that you're here. Yeah. What are you doing She's here? She's like, I need them to know. And I know Ryan is going to be mad, but I need them to know. I was like, what are you no, talking I about? I can't what believe is- it cut to a commercial break after that. I was like, right. what did she say? Yeah. Like, what did she say? I don't even know. I think, like, even the producers were like, no, bitch, you're not saying that. You're cutting that (laughs) out. I truly don't remember what she said. I don't think she said anything. I don't remember. She was like, I'm glad you guys were there to help us. I know I went through an emotional time with you, and Ryan was just sitting there scowling. But I don't understand. The one thing he was saying was don't drink any more champagne. He keeps telling her not to drink so much. Yeah. But I I don't know. I didn't see anything. She's got to go. Yeah, she's got to go. Honestly, she's I think Peggy, there. Peggy the 100th housewife was probably better than Jen, Dr. Jen. Right? I yeah. think she had the cars. She had Coco. She had Coco. Yeah. <laughs> Her husband, Dico. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah, she was better. She was, better. She was messy. She would have been a good foil for Noella. They could have Perfect tried to out mess each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She, she would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. But that was what, it. Yeah. There's going to be a reunion. Jersey? We'll see what uh, what happens there. I think at the reunion, um, Gina goes back. I mean, after making up with Shannon. Well, after making up she with Shannon. Up and with and she had, to no, about her. She was like, she cried and had Shannon hug her and everything. And then she went to her party. And Gina and Emily are making fun of Shannon's friends. No, they're they're assholes. Joseph. They're assholes. Really, truly assholes. I started out the season saying, finally, they're doing something. And I was happy for that. But now I'm like, they've gone too far. Yeah, exactly. They're picking on the the weakest person there in terms of the person who would be hurt the most. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't do this. They wouldn't dare to do this to Heather Dubrow. Of course not. Yeah. No. They would not. They're bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about New Jersey. Oh. The crown jewel of New Jersey is no longer with us. The house with the, oh, gilded, the house with the gilded, the gilded, the gilded angel house wings. with the with the various windows of various shapes and sizes. <laughs> A window over the garage. A window um, over the garage. Yes. Yeah, it's no longer. I mean, it's somebody's mess now. I wonder. I I really do think that there's probably a daisy person that lives in that house now. There has to be. There has to be. There has. They're to probably be. going to put a few more fountains out there. Hundred percent. Right. One hundred percent. A big fence with huge gates for sure. It's already gated. Yeah, it's already gated, but they're going to make the gate even bigger, taller. Even bigger. Yeah. Taller. Maybe some yeah. gold. 
More statues. More statues, yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, now And I have to it, they will probably rent it out as a wedding venue. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I have to point something out. Mm-hmm. They went to Nashville in August. Yeah. The move that they're trying to show. They had snow outside. There was snow outside. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What, 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 what are you trying to do here, Bravo? Yeah. And then they're tra- talking about, um, they're talking about, oh, Marge. And Marge better be keep out of, uh, you know, stay away from me. That was such a generic conversation. They could put it into the situation. It was like I noticed- after. I noticed after multiple, the national trip. Yeah, I noticed multiple times, multiple times that um, they were doing um, ADR. Like there were a lot of a lot of them oh. saying other stuff. So there's a scene later where they're packing, mm-hmm. and Teresa is like, "Wow, I can't believe they unpacked all of our stuff." The trip down to Nashville is gonna be fun. Like it was like stuff oh. like that. Later on, when they get to um, Nashville and she's with Dolores Teresa, and she goes, Oh, wow, these colors are so nice. It kind of reminds me of our new house, right? And then you hear Dolores go, Yeah, I can't wait to visit you. Like, it's so fake. It's so fake. Like, I don't know why they tried to like convince us that Teresa had moved into the house. Like, it was unnecessary. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine if it's not like chronological, but yeah. I wanted to point out two very important three three things. Right, one Louis is love bombing Teresa mm-hmm. um, a lot, and mm-hmm. it's now gotten to the point that it makes me nervous because mm-hmm. of the thing that he did in the backyard for her parents. Mm-hmm. The Italian phrase, yeah, that freaked me out because, yeah. It, all, it sort it, of superimposes it on their relationship. Like, you and I are forever together. You cannot leave It's me. not even that. It's like he's doing this big gesture in front of the kids, right? Now he's yes. taking something that the kids are even involved in. It's not yeah. just like scrolls of texts and daily cards. It's yeah. He's taking a piece of her family and yeah. gifting it back to her, right? Yeah. And he's pulling the kids in. So if Louis does something – or he's not nice one day or whatever, the girls can say, yeah, but, like, he does care about us. Like, think about yeah. what he did for Nono and Nona, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I feel like kind of freaked me out. And I'm sure his son is a lovely kid, but yeah. there was something about the kid being like, we just want to say we, like, you know, nothing goes unnoticed. We notice everything that you do or something. He said something like yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, what yeah. does that mean? Yeah, it was like once if you start thinking, if you think Louis, you know, if it's all about our perception of Louis, right? If yeah. you think Louis is really truly in love with, um, uh, um, you know, with Teresa, and that he is a romantic at heart, and this is what he's doing, and everybody will be like, "Oh, this is so sweet. He's being so nice and sweet." But once that a thought cr- creeps into your head that he might be a serial, you know, one of those Johns, one of the dirty Johns that mm-hmm. he like just goes from woman to woman where he literally love bombs them and then he tortures them. Then once they are in his control, then they're stuck there with him and it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's an abuse cycle there. Once you think about that, then all of this feels icky, like this is all part and parcel of his stepwise plan yes. to reel them in to a point where then it becomes, even if they feel like they're being abused, they cannot themselves believe that. they like, there yeah. must be something wrong with me because yes. why do I feel this way? The the dog, there was also a moment where it, it turns out that the girl's the dog, dog bites. always bites him. I was, was like the dog. I trust the dog. Yes. And you I know was who like, else I, I trust? always trust the dog. You know who else I trust? Mm-hmm. He's doing all these things. The girls are saying it's so nice. We see Gabriella, Adriana, mm-hmm. Gia are all hugging him. Melania, Melania does not hug him. Yeah. Melania is no. very quiet the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really tell. I feel like here's what happened. I don't feel like that drive that she's having going down with yeah. Melania 
I don't think that that drive was actually the day that they moved. That was fake because the day that they moved, it's like raining. Even when they pull into the driveway, there's no, uh, there's no snow or anything anywhere. But when you show them driving, there's snow and, uh, Melania's nails are different. And, uh, I did not notice all that. I wouldn't be, when you don't have to take notes, you notice all this. I mean, I just watched it. And the other (laughs) thing is, I would not be shocked if on the drive down to the house, Melania sat with Teresa because Teresa knows that Melania is like not Louis' biggest fan or that Melania Mm -hmm. was upset about leaving the house. Yeah. And instead of putting that on camera, Teresa was like, can we please film another scene where Melania doesn't have to have this conversation on camera with me? Mm. And that's why they had this fake conversation about Nashville with Melissa calling them and all that. I feel like that scene with her in the car and Melissa calling them and talking about going and that all that particular stuff, scene was fake. Yeah. That was absolutely a fake scene because Melania was not happy about moving into that house and she does not like Louis. Mm. I could just yeah. tell. Yeah. Louis always hugs the youngest, Adriana. Yes. He's always kissing her and hugging her and touching her. And, you know, he's always there with her. The, he doesn't do that with the rest of the girls. He did it with Gabriella and Gia. Gabri- yeah. He did. He did not do it with Melania, and Melania was kind of away from everyone the whole time. Mm. And I was like, I trust her. I trust my girl. Mm-hmm. She feels like mm-hmm. a good read. Like, yeah. even though I know she loves her dad, who is a felon. No, a she knew. Felon. She called him a troll. She said, she you are call- a troll, but I love yeah, you. She- yeah. I'll shave you back. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like that. That's the mm-hmm. kind of stuff I was like paying attention to. And the also dog. another thing. I, I trust dogs dog. more than humans anyway. So I'm like, yeah. the fucking dog yeah. mew. And um, when they were in Nashville, when they finally get to yeah. Nashville and then the fight happens at the end of the episode, Louis the whole time is smirking. Yeah. He's thrilled that Teresa yeah. is yelling at Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit really freaked me out. I, was I mean, like. like Nobody if who you haven't this, like, seen camp- Teresa do this, yeah. like flip switch, other than on TV. If you haven't seen it in real life, if I were Louis, I would look shocked. Yeah, not so comfortable with it. No. Yeah. Although nobody at the table was really that shocked. Even Tracy, yeah. Tr- T- Kiki Barber looked like Kiki Barber looked like Kyle the other day on um, she was Summer like, House. <gasps> yeah, no, she didn't do that. Oh, she wasn't like. Oh, she, she had her eyes, hands over her eyes. She was doing no, this. No, she wasn't. No, that wasn't Kiki. Okay. that wasn't Kiki. The the drink it's building. Kiki's kind of like, <sighs> like she kind of <laughs> just rolls her eyes. Yeah. And I was like, did you get an edible from Kyle Cook? Like, why are you not <laughs> reacting? She didn't react. He, she didn't react. Bill Aiden didn't react. But he also got the, uh, the cowboy hat. The drink. cowboy hat. So he I think like, he was plastered. He was like, is this so in my, when my wife was going off about it, I, I disappeared into the bushes. But if this is someone else's wife, what am I supposed to do? I stay right here. Maybe I just stand here with the big cowboy hat and hope that Jennifer notices that I did not run away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Hold on. Um, But yeah, I this this fight that she has with Margaret. Yeah, like there's. There's no reason why Teresa had to go off the deep end yeah, like that. And she says, she keeps saying, she started it. She start- No, she did not. They no, were talking about, so this whole thing set up, right, where she they go to Nashville. They are staying at this house, which is weird because this house was like a regular house. It looked fine. But they were all like, they felt it felt like a family was living there before that. Like there were toys and everything else. And now these people have just moved in. Kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. Because it wasn't set up like a guest house. It was set up like, you know, a VRBO that they did not end up, they they hadn't had time to put away their own stuff before people got there. It was yeah. like that. Yeah. But they talk about this other woman. What's her name? Tracy or something? Maybe yes. it's Tracy. Yes. That's in Nashville. And I was thinking, oh, this is Bravo setting up Real Housewives of Nashville. Yes. I agree. That's yeah. how I felt, right? So that was why... So 
Tracy Tiki Barber, Kiki Barber sets that up as that's her realtor friend. And then when Marge comes, Marge is like, yeah, I've known her and I used to do that. And I knew immediately if Marge had known this woman so well for so long, there's no way that Marge didn't know that this was the woman that they were going to meet. Exactly. So I felt like this is Marge saying, you know, validating that person as a housewife, right? So they kept doing that. And I don't know if Teresa was not looped in on that or what. She kept going off and like, how do you know her? Yeah, you know everybody. It was weird. Uh, honestly, It was a me, calm conversation that just went off the rails. To me, to me, it feels more like Teresa, as the night progresses, realizes that she does not want to be here. I don't think Teresa yeah. wants to be on this show anymore. I don't think so either. I think Teresa I wonder how Louis went- will react once he realizes that Teresa yeah, doesn't want to be on the exactly, show. Exactly. I think that would that be interesting. Teresa got a taste of what her life could have been like on any other housewife show mm-hmm. um, when she went on Ultimate Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. I think she met other women on other shows and realized mm-hmm. that the reason why Real Houses of New Jersey is what it is, it's it is because it relies on Teresa being a volatile human. Mm. It is built on her anger. Yeah. It's built on her anger. It's built on her family drama. It is the Teresa show. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And while I think that there's plenty of content now for it to not be the Teresa show, mm-hmm. I think she is very aware of the fact that when she's on this show, she is in competition with the other women. She's in competition mm-hmm. with her sister-in-law. She's in competition even with her brother. She knows that the show relies on Teresa's life being a mess. Right. And I think The other that- thing that... You said sister and uh, she's in competition with Melissa. The other thing that was interesting was like when Melissa and Joe were talking before they went to Nashville, they kept talking. Melissa kept saying, I don't know why Teresa cannot get along with my friends. Like, yeah, this was her show now because all of the people that came on with Teresa were no longer on the show. Yeah. Now Mm -hmm. all the people on the show are people that are her friends. Even Marge. And Jackie are more friendly with uh, Melissa than they are with Teresa. And the only friend that Teresa has truly is Dolores. Nobody else. Jennifer. And Jennifer. Yeah, that's true. But also Jennifer is the newbie. Like, she's the new New Jersey. She's not the old New Jersey that was Teresa's group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that that Teresa, one, doesn't really want to be on the show anymore. And I think that she's so... I think she has a lot of anxiety about being around these people. Mm -hmm. I think they Mm -hmm. make her really uncomfortable. And because she doesn't know what to do with herself, she's Mm -hmm. popping off. I think also add that on to the fact that Teresa, in the history of the show, has never wanted to talk about what's really going on in her life ever. But I also think that there is some truth about the fact that Margaret does know everybody and Margaret does talk to the blogs. If you look at the crowd of the people mm-hmm. that were invited to Mart Senior's birthday party, mm-hmm. it's podcasters and bloggers and yeah. writers and everybody. Yeah. So I also think that Margaret is um, – I don't want to say she's like an opportunist. She's the, Okay, here's my assessment of Margaret. She, if you are her friend, she's probably yeah. the nicest, kindest, most mm-hmm. generous giving person in the world. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely loving and caring. And I actually think that in real life, she's probably mm-hmm. a really warm and nice person. Like we did right. like a, we were on a Zoom with her and like she was yeah, so nice, she right? She was perfectly fine. Yeah. I think that she actually is a very nice and kind person. Mm-hmm. But I think that Margaret is also the kind of person who will cut anybody to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think that she enjoys the finding an opportunity to be be somebody. I mean, like, that's why even the way she was introduced on the show was through Siggy. Mm-hmm. And her very first that's season. True. I forgot that she It took her half Siggy. an episode to drop Siggy. Yeah. It took yeah. her half an episode. Right. As soon as she saw Teresa, she was like, I don't need to talk to Siggy Flicker anymore. I'm just going to talk to Teresa. I'm going straight yeah. to Teresa, right? Yeah. Like, so I think there is some of that too mixed into it. Right. But also, um, Teresa's fucked up for flipping, the, like, spilling drinks and all that. But then when 
Margaret kept going on and on about what is this a mob? What is this a mafia? She is a thug, this and that, all that stuff. I'm like, Margaret, your husband threw somebody in a pool. You've thrown drinks at people. Like, let's not act like. No, it was Margaret who threw someone else's husband in a pool. Yeah. She threw. Yeah. You said your your husband. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, did I it say was her Margaret husband? who did that? Yeah. What did I say, Teresa? You said you your husband threw someone in a pool. No, it was you threw someone's husband yeah. in a pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You yeah, you and your husband threw somebody else's husband in the pool. So like, yeah, you're not you're not your hands are not clean of it. Yeah. And yeah. while maybe Marge didn't actively go and spread the rumor, we've yeah. seen throughout the season. Every episode, as soon as they caught to Marg, Margaret, Margaret, she is only talking about Louis. She has yeah. nothing else Teresa to talk about. Teresa is not wrong in anything she says. Teresa is wrong in how she says it and then what she does, just like yes. Candace Gill- Dillard. She's yes. just wrong about the way she goes about it and she is not smart enough. Unlike Candace, Candace is actually smart with her words. Teresa, so Candace needn't do what she does because she's yes. smart, which is why we get annoyed. But we get upset with her when she does it because Candace, you could just use your words. Yeah. You are smart enough for it. Yeah. Teresa, unfortunately, is not smart enough to use her words and use reason and logic to fight her battles. So that's why she loses her patience and she loses her shit and she does what she does, which, by the way, is absolutely nuts. Absolutely, Absolutely not. Who does that? Also, well, Teresa, twice. This trash? is the second time. Huh? Can we talk about the term yeah. white trash? Yeah. When it is said by another white person, <laughs> does it take <laughs> yeah. Shrug. Shrug. Shrug emoji. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it was funny. Two like, brown why people. Was sh- Wait, by the way, yeah. we're two brown people. We don't yeah. really have an opinion on this. Because yeah. we are not affected by this term. <laughs> For white once. people are not. For also, once. Also, white on white. White on white, white, white crime. violence. Crime. It did also, not bother us. Also, also. We don't understand why white people don't get involved. Because it doesn't bother you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> like, you're not marginalized people. And you're like too yeah. wealthy. It's kind of like the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, right? It's yeah. like these yeah. are two like famous wealthy, wealthy dudes fighting with each yeah. other. I'm like, meh. It's like the same yeah. way. It's like these are two very wealthy, privileged white women. Calling each, <laughs> calling each other thugs and names. white trash. <laughs> thugs and white trash. Go for it. Knock yeah. yourself out. This is not problematic. It is your own <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. Also, it's your internal internal fight. It's your internal strife. You take care of it. We don't need to do anything. Also, how many times has Melissa Gorga like flipped? She's done stuff. She flipped an entire platter of cheese, which I will (laughs) never forget because there's nothing in the world that upsets me more than spilled cheese. So like (laughs) we're going to get mad about obviously Teresa didn't. I mean, Melissa didn't throw the cheese at anyone. Yeah. If somebody this is like this is like during a fight. If they threw cheese at you, you would be catching some of it in your mouth. Is <laughs> exactly. what you would be doing. I feel like that is the fastest way to de-escalate me in a fight is if you threw cheese at me. <laughs> throw, <laughs> throw a glass of throw cheese, cheese at me. Like you see, you see uh Noor ramping up to have a fight, just throw cheese at her. <laughs> that woman in the airport should have thrown cheese at you. You would have calmed down and in, a, in two why, seconds. You remember? Why don't you have a piece of bread and calm down? Why don't you eat a piece of cheese and calm cheese. down? You got it. I'm just imagining people throwing cheese cubes at you. This is such a loopy episode. We are so tired. This is where we ended it. Yeah, I think That's it's where we movie. ended it. This is, this is a good spot. It's a good place to end it. Good place to end it. <laughs> just don't cheat <laughs> us, please. I, um, I just loved it. I loved it. I do think that there's going to be a rift with Dolores and Teresa now because Dolores mm. didn't come back with Teresa. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Frank says this is, we are the host, Dolores. 
Yeah, the host. And sure. Dolores like, <laughs> Dolores like, thank you, Frank. Thanks. Oh yeah, thanks, Frank. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Thank you for the reminder. Thank you, Frank. Because she she thinks like, oh, okay, good. Thank you for giving me an excuse to stay back because I can tell Teresa this is why I stayed back. Yeah. <laughs> or they could have just split it up. They could have said, they could have said, look, uh, listen, Margaret, I love you. I have to go with Teresa to try to calm this down because I am a host. Yeah. Frank is going to stay here with you guys because he is also a host. No, but who's going to pay the bill? Not Frank. Not Frank. Not Frank. Frank is like, no. That was in my green jacket, in my green suit that I left at home. I don't have any money on me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Uh, also, Joe Gorga has got a lot of fucking nerve to be like, why don't these women take a note from us and cool it and just like the wolf packet? Like, yeah. Joe Gorga, yeah, you were yeah. the one sending Bill Aiden text saying, fuck you. Like, fuck what are you, you talking yeah. about? And you're the one who was still hopped up until, yeah, until exactly. somebody pointed out that you were acting like a woman. And then all of a sudden you cooled down. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it. They are such idiots. And I you know them. what's great about Jersey? Yeah. Is that I don't get as like it, it because everybody's an asshole. I don't yeah. get as hopped up on it as like a Potomac. You know what I mean? Well, in, in Potomac, the issue, the feeling with Potomac in Jersey, my feeling is that I don't like any of them. I dislike them all equally. Yeah. In Potomac, I like them all equally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the difference. It's like in Jersey, I find fault with all of them first, and then I find their virtues. But in Potomac, I see their virtues first, and then I make excuses for their faults. Yeah. One more thing about Margaret that I just realized I also yeah. really hate about this whole thing, and I think we've pointed it out before, but like Margaret keeps talking about it as, I'm just asking questions because I'm worried about Teresa, right? And mm-hmm. Dolores shuts it down pretty well to say, look, I get it that you, like, care about her, yeah. but Teresa has been through worse shit. You don't need yeah. to worry about her, right? You don't yeah. need to keep worrying about her. And I think that that's a great way of shutting it down because truly – Margaret's not asking because she's worried about Teresa. Margaret is bringing it up on camera because she's a shitster. The same way we got annoyed with Giselle for bringing up Wendy's shit on camera, we're bringing up this shit on camera. Like, and that's and that's where I appreciate Jen because Jen says I brought it up because I wanted to stir the shit. I brought it up because I was curious. She says that that's why I brought it up. Right. So, Jen admits it. Jen admits that she is a shitster. Jen admits why she brought it up. Jen never pretends that there are any there's any um there's any bigger intentions, nicer intentions behind yes. whatever she thinks yes. she does. Yes. Exactly. That's why that's why I think she's more authentic when with whatever shit she does. She's much more authentic than everybody else on the show. Yeah, and it's like the same reason why we got annoyed <clears throat> with Giselle and Ashley, which was like mm-hmm. you're not bringing it up because you care about Wendy and her boobs. You're bringing mm-hmm. it up because you want to be a shit star. Just own exactly. What you are. Yeah, and Margaret never thing. owns what she is. She yeah. did the same thing with Jen. She yeah. didn't bring it up about Bill because she for any other reason except for mm-hmm. the fact that she wanted to hurt Jen. Yeah. And honestly, Teresa is the same way too, right? Like Teresa also says shit and then is like, oh, well, uh, it's another reason, but she's like stupid. So instead yeah. she just blinks at us, right? Right, right. Also, Teresa's trigger word is anything related to being disgusting or garbage. Yeah, it's the the trash industry in general, the garbage <laughs> industry in general. She does, and that was one of the reasons why you know Melissa tried to have a garbage you okay, know business. Wait a minute, let's add that <laughs> to the list of things we never got follow up on. It never got follow up on that. You know or what? Another Robins, one. Or Robins, Robins, Robins trailer truck tractor trailers. Yes, and the trash, so, or was it recycling? Recycling, yeah. You know what it was? It was like um, secure document shredding or something. <laughs> Probably they like were trying. Not something that Joe Gorga <laughs> should be around. Yeah, because that is just that's just like a gateway drug. 
<laughs> to prison for gorga it's like smoking weed takes you to everything else shredding documents will make you become will create a fraud out of gorga so <laughs> gorga should stay away from it but yeah, yeah. We don't know what happened there either. Yeah. Next week, Melissa's going to make a song that Bravo's going to take money from her. Because they're going oh, yes. to go to like a See? recording studio. See, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, this is like Bravo saying, if the, you guys you guys are thinking of doing something, then we're going to try and put the Bravo uh, label on it so we can make money off of it. Yeah, too. and they're going to sell it to them by being like, oh, if you do it on camera, you're going to get way more listens. And Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Hey, Arthi, you did a great job with your notes. Look at that. Now, if I pa- if I press that button and this whole episode gets lost, you have to promise you'll still talk to me. Yeah, I mean, there's literally nothing we can do. We'll still have to record the next one. So I will have to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I am so scared now to move the cursor <laughs> press something that might mess something up here okay well everybody say well, bye the one and thing that i was what? playing with before you got here was all the sound effects that i didn't know you had access to i've never used that them, you weren't yes. using i was playing around with that oh great <laughs> uh you might end up being a better sound engineer than me mm-hmm. well, all right say bye okay. everyone oh okay. <laughs> and then there's this, this. That we could have used. And then there's always this. <laughs> could have used that on I the am upset episode. that you haven't I am upset that you haven't been you know playing around with more sound effects here. All right. I apologize. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I stop. think we should hit, go to bed. Hit stop. Okay, here we go. Bye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me, Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shaw i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Mike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. 